Welcome to Get Real with Dave. Season 2 is underway and I would just like to say, let's oh Season 2 will be better. Season 2 will be insane. It will be jam-packed, ladies and gentlemen. This is just the beginning. I'm so excited for what is to come. And if you guys have been a part of this journey with me, I applaud you. And I'm telling you right now with confidence, this next season will be nothing you have ever seen before. Season 2, baby. Let's get it started. Today's episode is going to be the first solo episode um, in all of Get Real with Dave. So, brace yourselves. It's going to get, you know, it's going to be good. Um, I know you guys love it when I debate with other people. Um, but today, I want to start off the season with, uh, you know, just me and only me. So, let's do this. Today, I have so many points I want to hit on, um, you know, just talking about the NFL, which actually brings me, you know, to to a point I wanted to make about the Jets, um, you know, my beloved Jets, I'm a huge New York Jets fan, and a lot, I know a lot of people love, you know, listening to this, love when, you know, the time comes for me to kind of talk about my Jets and uh, rant on about them, just because I have so much passion for them and, uh, you know, all that, so... I'm gonna try to. I don't. The thing. The thing about that is that I don't. I don't want to make this podcast like a. You know, just like a New York Jets type podcast. I want to make this very. Um. You know. I want to generalize this. I want to. I don't want to. I want this to be kind of. Um. I don't want this to be biased, at all. So or in any way, shape, or form. So, you know, when the time comes for the Jets, um. I'll. I'll. Um. I'll include my. You know. My. My spiel. I'll include my take. But, I don't want this to only be like a New York Jets type podcast so with that being said i am on uh featured on the you know bleacher reports um bleacher report it's like the football um sect of um bleacher report it's called um you know they, they count this new show it's like a live type thing um it's called extra points and i'm on the first episode they uh, you know i was featured on it so just you know i just went on a rant about the jets and you know the guy loved it the people i i know ryan hollins was also in the comments um you know like shocked so you know as i, I was reading them as i was talking so you know the guy there the host was in shock so it was really entertaining everyone really loved it um especially watching i got so many dms after that too so be sure to check that out um if you really want to you know hear my commentary on the jets and if you just love um when I talk about them, because when it comes to them again, um, you know, I can't hold myself, I can't restrain myself, I can't hold myself back. It's just full force and so much passion. Um, but let's get to it. Let's get started. Okay, so today I'm gonna do something that I I have never done before. I have it all in front of me, guys. I have it all in front of me on a big big computer screen. My predictions for next year. My prophecy. Okay. This is, and I can assure you, what will happen next year. Maybe the numbers, you know, the specific, the, the, the exact numbers of uh, every team's records may not be, you know, right. You know, maybe there'll be one or two games off, fine. But in terms of the actual seeding and the positioning of every team within their division, I can assure you that this is exactly what will happen next year. So let's get started. All right.
Nevertheless, it's time for Dave's predictions. Let's go! Woo! Let's do it. AFC North. We got the Bengals at 5 and 11. The Cincinnati Bengals just drafted Joe Burrow. All right, it's a great, you know, they needed it the most. They needed to quarterback the most. Andy Dalton, Gonzo to the Cowboys, right? Joe Burrow time. They needed a quarterback. They got what they needed. Am I saying that this guy is destined for a superstardom? No, but he fills the position perfectly. You know, they're going to have a lot of talent for a lot of time. The combo with him, AJ Green, now you have Tyler Boyd. Um, I love that. I love that a lot. Um, and also, T. Higgins. Um, so, this is... This is a great, you know, offense. I like, and then you have Joe Mixon too. But I'm taking them five and eleven. Why? Because they're in a tough division with the Steelers, Browns, and Ravens, and their schedule is not the easiest thing. So, I mean, you can't you can't possibly think that they're going to do better than five and eleven. I want to hear people, at least ESPN analysts, think Joe Burrow. What you think, Joe? Look at the defenses in this guy's division. The Browns maybe not so much, but the Steelers and Ravens have at least top five. Defenses in the league this year, and you're telling me Joe Burrow can stand that? No, he can't. I don't know how. All right, this is gonna be. Uh, come on, these are four of his games. I'm sorry, the Bengals. Look, they have. Look, if they had a solid defense that could back the offense up, fine. Maybe I'll give them more. Five, I think, is impressive for Joe Burrow's first year without a defense to support him. He has a terrible defense. Terrible defense. All right, the offense is looking good. It's looking sharp, and it looks like you know there's so much potential. The Bengals fans, don't be worried. There's a bright, like I'm saying, there's a bright future ahead. All right? There is. And, I mean, you got to work on the defense. It, uh, you know, you guys, organization did a great job in the draft. You worked on your offense, all right? You sharpened it up. Now you have an insane, you know, just, uh, you know, an insane receiving core. And, 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 um, Joe Mixon. Joe Mixon. He, he's not going anywhere. He loves Cincy and Joe Burrow also. So, look, this is a stacked offense. And, and I mean, just look at how much potential you guys have in store. So, you know, this year doesn't prove anything. Um, you guys, you know, five wins, it, 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 it's good. It, it's good. It's I promise you guys it's good. Um, all right, next team. The Cleveland Browns. Yep, I have them 11-5. Say whatever you want. 11-5. I don't care. I don't care how long they've been back. I don't care if people think it's going to take more time for them to build up. I'm not saying they're going to the Super Bowl. I'm not saying they're even getting close. But what I am saying is that Baker Mayfield is going to have an insane stellar season. All right? It takes time to gain chemistry with a player like OBJ, a player that's so self-absorbed and wants the ball so much, but he learned, he, you know, I feel like, you know, I don't know if they've been training, you know, during these crazy times, but the guy is good. And, and once he, you know, kind of, you know, gets a good understanding of, of who his receivers are and, um, you know, what they want, what they expect out of him, I think it's over. And, and again, you have Jarvis Landry. Now, Austin Hooper, come on. This is an insane team. And then one of the best backfields in the NFL, Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb. So, and Nick Chubb, by the way, is so underrated, and everyone knows this. So, I mean, and everyone's starting to talk about it. So, you know, this is a good team. 
So this is an elite offense. And don't get me thrown on their defense because they drafted great defensive players. They have Miles Garrett, who is pissed about that suspension. And he's ready to come back to work. And Greedy Williams, who I'm going to talk about later, who I think is going to explode this year. So, this defense is great. And you have Olivia Vernon, obviously. Actually, I don't even know if he's still on the team. But, point is, this Browns team is ready to go, guys. They're ready to make a statement. And it's not going to be easy, being, you know, being the same division as the Steelers and, um, and, and, and uh, Ravens. Who, who I think are school contenders. So, it's tough. It's definitely very, very tough. But, and, and I think it may sound a little far-fetched, but I'm confident in my prediction. I really do think the Cleveland Browns are going to go 11-5 and five and are going to just shock people this year because Baker Mayfield is on a new level. Him and Odell, Jarvis, Austin Hooper, they're all going to click. And, I mean, that backfield was already proving to be very productive last year, and all you need is that receiving core to start clicking and it's over and I think that's what's gonna happen this year all right the Steelers guess what 11 and 5 2 um I think that they're gonna end up tying with the Browns or be very very close um I think that look the Steelers they're they're very they're, they're great they have lots of talent on that team especially their defense I think their defense is better than the offense this year um you know headline by TJ Watt you got Steven Nelson Aminka Fitzpatrick Joe Hayden so this is a great Steelers defense, all right. This is just it, it's loaded, and um, it's gonna it's gonna, they're gonna go off this year. Now, is their offense gonna you know you know be like it, it was with Le'Veon and AB? No, it's not. Look, James Conner is great, but I, I don't think he's elite. That's my opinion. I think he's you know I think he's a top he's a tier mm, borderline tier two three um running back. All right, he's. He's he's good, but I, I think Juju, I think Juju's gonna have a bounce back here for sure. But there's not enough weapons for Big Ben, and I don't think Big Ben himself is capable of delivering so you know that much. So look, this is a great team. They're gonna be a, you know just a regular playoff team in my opinion. But they are going to go 11-5. I think they're gonna be in the uh, conversation, you know, same record as the Cleveland Browns. And it's going to be exciting to watch. I think, um, look, there's lots of great future. And I think the Steelers are moving in the right direction. But um, I don't think Big Ben is, you know, where he was before um, at near or nearly at the same level. And I think that I don't think he's going to be able to deliver. Um, I think the defense is going to do most of the heavy, you know, most of the heavy, um, heavy work. But um, look, the big question, you know, for the Steelers is can Big Ben... Um, you know, carry this team on his shoulders. And I don't think he'll be able to at all, to be completely honest. So, that's that with the Steelers. Look, again, Steelers fans, I know you're mad right now. Look, I'm not... I think you guys... Are, look, you guys didn't make the playoffs last year. So, I mean, be a little grateful here. You guys... I think you... I have you guys making the playoffs. And I know that's what's going to happen. I just don't think you guys are going to make, you know, that much damage in the playoffs. Um, and go that far. All right. The Baltimore Ravens. Look. I have them going 12 and 4. Yeah, I do. Now, Colin Coward, I said I wasn't going to name any analysts, but I want to name them because he says he wouldn't be surprised if the Ravens went 16 and 0. Look, there's great talent, but I would be surprised because it's not going to happen. It is not going to happen. The Baltimore Ravens are not going undefeated this year. Look at their schedule. 
Alright, they're not. I, I get it. They're insane talent. And, and I understand why he said that. I do. Just because their defense is insane. Their offense is insane. Look, it's, it's incredible. What they have in store for everyone this year. But, you know, I get what led him to say it. But, you know, you got to stop at a certain point. Because, let me tell you. The Ravens are not going 16-0. I get it. You're excited. They have a great team. But you know, there's a, there's a, you know, you gotta stop somewhere, and and, and um, you know, you could say they're gonna go off, you could say they're gonna be insane, but 16 and fucking 0, I don't see it, I don't buy it. The Ravens are going 12 and 4. Look at their schedule. And if it's not gonna be 12 and 4, it's gonna be somewhere in that realm because they're not going undefeated. It's gonna be 12 and 4. Maybe it sounds like far fetched, but let me tell you, nah, it's what's gonna happen. Look at their schedule. They're playing Philly in Philly. They're not winning that game. And if they're going to win that game, then there are so many other games that they're not going to win either. You know what I mean? It, it all balances out. Kansas City, they're not winning that game. This is, these are, you know, these are really, I, I'm sorry. Kansas City is winning that game. And if not, then Philly's winning the game at home. Baltimore's not going to go 16-0 this year. No way. No way. And I'm tired of these rumors. I, I, not rumors. These, these sayings. These, um, people, these predictions. I'm willing to put money on the fact that the Ravens don't go 16-0. And when they don't, you can come to me. If they do, well, they won't. So I'm not even going to go there. Look, Lamar Jackson's great. He is. He's something we haven't seen since Michael Vick and may end up being better than him. That doesn't qualify or, or um, you know, just, just, you know... Make the fact that they're gonna go sixty no right. It it doesn't. It doesn't at all. It doesn't. You know, no, not at all. I'm sorry. And let's just look back at last year. The Browns, who were way worse, almost beat them. Or sorry, I think they did beat them last year. And I don't know if that was in Baltimore, or Cleveland, but if it was in Baltimore, wow. Look, I'm not saying these are. Oh, that means they're for sure gonna beat them. No, I'm just saying. Okay, the Ravens did make upgrades for sure. They drafted um. They drafted J.K. Dobbins. They Calais Campbell was huge, but, you know, they did get better, but I'm just saying the Browns, you know, I could see them pulling off an upset, that's all I'm saying, alright, they're playing the Chiefs, that's not a giver, how, how, call him coward, how dare you, you know, I get it, you said you don't, you won't be surprised, but look at this team, like, you're looking at the Chiefs here, come on, and then the, if not the Chiefs, then it's gotta be the Eagles in Philly, the Eagles in Philly are a complete different team. Point is, the Ravens, I can assure you, are not going undefeated. And if it's not four losses, it'll be three. I've had it with these analysts. God. Alright, that's my prediction for the AFC North. Let's go! And that, my friends, is what will indeed Happen. Ravens up top, Browns and Steelers tie, and Bengals last. Um, listen to me here. Let's. I want to talk a little bit more about the Ravens. I'm sorry. I know I've, I've gave I've given them a lot of hate. I love the team. I just don't like the you'll hear that they're gonna go undefeated. I don't. And I get that I made the rate my you know saying they're gonna go 12 and four maybe a surprise for a lot of people. But Colin Coward, again, I, I don't understand how my my prediction is way less far-fetched 
than Colin Cowherd. And I can promise you guys that. It's stupid. His prediction is stupid. And uh, I can't. I, I think that there's a huge chance the Ravens split series with the Browns and the Steelers. They're playing them, you know, in total four times and two each. Come on. The Browns are able to pull off an opposite against the Ravens. And the Pittsburgh and Pittsburgh, let's not even get started. What goes down in Heinz Field, ladies and gentlemen. Come on. So, I still stand by my prediction. And, um, yeah. Come on. Um, alright. Let's get to it. Let's continue. We now have the AFC East. Alright. My Jets division. Bills, I have them going 10-6. and six. Look, this is an insane team. I'm a Jets fan. I'm going to admit this again. This is a great team. Insane, you know, Stephon Diggs is a great... Look, I'll be honest, I don't think Allen and Diggs are going to mesh as well as people think they are. It's just because there are so many options. You have John Brown and Cole Beasley. And, and they've been able to work with Josh Allen so well. You know, they made the playoffs. So, I think that the fact that Diggs is there is going to open up a lot of room. You know, not only for him, but for John Brown and Cole Beasley as well. So, I think it's going to work. But do I think that it's going to mesh as much as people think it is? Not at all. But with that being said, I think this is an insane, you know, uh, team. So much talent, especially on defense. You know, Shredavious White, you know, I- I- incredible. He's a beast. Um, and you got um, Ed Oliver as well. So this is an insane Bills team. Insane. And um, and, and I'm sorry that I'm saying 10-6. and six. So, Like, I love the team. And I think that they're going to go. They're capable of going very far. Insanely hard schedule. One of the few teams in the NFL this year whose record really isn't really indicative of the amount of damage I think they could cause come playoff time. Because they're going to make the playoffs with this record. You know, not a good division. You know, speaking as a Jets fan, it's not a good division. However, come playoff time, I think they're still going to be first in the division. So, come playoff time, they're making the playoffs. They, I think, are capable of, you know, causing lots of damage. So, Bills, Bills Mafia, you know, the record... Really, this year, this year, I think you guys, it's gonna, it's not, it's gonna be a little, just cause you know the page Tom Brady's gone. I think you guys have way more hope, um, you know, than ever. But I don't think the hope is gonna kind of um, um, exceed expectations, if you will. Um, I don't think that. Um, I'm sorry, I just for the season, you know, that just goes to the season. But come playoff time, Bills Mafia, stand up. Um, all right. Dolphins, 4-12. Don't get me started. I love Tua. I'll be honest. I'm a Jets fan. I'd rather have Tua than Donald speaking long term. It's tough, but it's true. I love Tua. I think he's an insane talent. Despite his injuries, I, I you know just I was devastated when the Dolphins drafted him because I knew how much, you know, you know what the future is gonna hold and what he could do with great receivers and a great offense. Um but still this year, they a great they did a great job on defense, but come on. Look, you got okay. You got Calvin Noy, you got Byron Jones. Now I'm sure you know you have other players too. You got I think Shaq Lawson. So, look, the offense is not good. It's just Devontae Parker, really. I'm sorry. Maybe Jordan Howard. Um, I, I'm sorry. I don't know. I'm sorry. I, I, what? What did Dolphins fan expect? I'm seeing stupid, stupid, st- um, you know, prediction that they're going second division. Are you kidding me? They're going dead last, and I don't want to hear it. All right. This year is not their year, and, and look, four games for them, uh, I think that's pretty impressive, and I'll be, you know, dev- given their team schedule, um, it's impressive. Time for the New England Patriots. Lost Tom Brady in, one, in what was one of the craziest moves in sports history, not because it was necessarily so shocking, just because it is so hard to see him 
play for another team that's not the New England Patriots. With that being said, Jared Stidham, pretty solid quarterback. I think he's going to have a pretty solid year. 4-12. Yep, that's right. I'm getting the same record that I give the Dolphins. But I still think they're a better team than Miami. A way better team, actually. Their defense is better. And I think their offense is going to be better, too. However, they have a tough schedule. And I have no choice but to give them that record. I looked, you know, like I mentioned in the beginning, I gave this so much thought. And it's only right to give them 4-12 for this year. Now, time for the New York Jets, baby. 6-10. Alright, that's not amazing. And I'm trying to be as unbiased as possible here. Listen to me. Listen to me here. This record is what will 100% happen. I'm so confident about this. You heard it here first. 6-10. and 10. I think we're going to be second in the division. Not the best record, but um, I think that's what's going to happen. I think that we're going to definitely be better than New England. We're going to be better than Miami. Guys, it's very simple. It's common sense. We upgraded our O-line. Last year, our O-line was terrible. How do you expect Le'Veon Bell to do well? Given the fact that he has a terrible O-line and he hasn't played in the NFL for one year. The guy was a top-notch tier one running back. The guy's going to be back on his feet in a matter of no time this year. Offense is clicking. Denzel Mims, baby. Rashad Perriman. Jimson Crowder. Let's get it. Alright? This is going to be a good year for us. Our defense, Jamal Adams, I don't want to talk about it. Because, look, I'm fine with not. We want so much money and he's... We're willing to give it to him. It's not now, but he's demanding right now. Get out. Get out. If you're going to be this demanding, causing this much stress in this in this time of panic, wanting this much money, when you can't wait and we're willing to give it to you, then I'm sorry. We'll be fine without you. Um. Yeah. So, that's the Jets. I think we're going to be second in the division. And I, I'm sorry. I just think that's true. Um. And I'm really just trying to be, um, I'm trying to be as unbiased as possible here, like I mentioned in the beginning. All right. It is time now. Well, actually, before I get to that, let's just review the AFC East. Bills first, Jets second, Patriots, Dolphins tied. But I think the Patriots are going to end up having the tiebreaker. All right. AFC South. Texans, 10 and 6. Yeah, I'm saying the Texans are 10 and 6. I thought about it. I thought about it a lot. I was actually down in Houston exactly last week at this time. I visited NRG Stadium. All that. Loved it. Loved the city. But guess what? I had, you know, I didn't think about it that much. You know, I was, I never thought the, I never thought about the Texans' chances that much. And the probability of them coming out of the division first. But guess what? I thought about it so much this past week. So much. Last week I went to NRG Stadium and I you know I I we played I played football there with my friend right next to it. We went to, you know, you know, we saw everything there in Houston. And I was telling myself, like, all they have is Deshaun Watson, Brandon Cooks, you know. But I thought about it. And their division is garbage! The Titans are look, they made the conference finals. But this is a bold, this may sound like a bold prediction, but I promise you, I can assure you they are not making the playoffs this year, and they will be third in the division. <laughs> All right. Listen here. The Texans are gonna be first in their division. 
Not necessarily because of the quality, you know, they have an insane team, but it's because of the division. You lost the Hop. You lost Hopkins, alright? But look, the receiving core, I'm not saying that it wasn't, you know, that doesn't cause, cause a big hole in that, and that, the, you know, the 100% the, the final with that. I'm not saying that. But what I am saying is that they'll be final with that, because look at the division, alright? And their schedule as well. Not such a tough schedule at all. And as far as, you know, addressing the whole Andre Hopkins situation, look, they lost a great, insane athlete. But they did still get Brandon Cooks. Now you have a really good receiving core still. So it creates lots of options and lots of threats downfield. And when you have Deshaun Watson, that's scary. So look, again, DeAndre Hopkins, it sucks. But in terms of their offense and, you know, you know productivity on, uh, uh, you know, uh, on the receiver's end and Deshaun Watson, you know, just, you know, um, you know, on the passing game, their product- productivity on the, on the pa- in the passing game, as far as that goes, I'm, I'm pretty confident that it's still going to be a pretty solid passing game. All right? You heard it here first. A lot of people are doubting it. It's still going to be a still it's still going to be a solid passing game. They're still going to be very productive in the air. No question about it. Now, that being said, like I said, ten and six. All right, I think they're going to be first in the division. Second division, the Colts. The Colts, I think, with a better you know with a younger, better quarterback, more mobile. Are gonna end up, you know, they're the future of the division with the draft. You know, Jonathan Taylor, Michael Pittman, their defense, Xavier Rhodes. You know, you already have Darius Leonard. Um, oh my God, this this is an insane deep. This is an insane team. But I think it's gonna take time. I think it's gonna take time, and uh, they have a pretty tough schedule too. And look, their offense is great, but I don't think their offense is capable of, you know, um, beating the defenses that they're you know gonna be faced with this year, um, or beating a lot of them. Eight and eight's not terrible. I think they're gonna make the playoffs somehow. But, look, the Texans, I think, are going to be a better team this year. Um, and it's going to surprise a lot of people, but they will. And I think the Colts are, I think the Colts are going to, you know, you know, start to, you know, make their, you know, start to kind of shape their identity this year. Um, it's tough having Phillip Rivers, who's going to probably leave soon. Um, but, I, I don't know, it's a tough situation to be in. Um, I don't know if they believe, Phillip Rivers is great, but it, playoffs, I think they're going to make, but. It's tough. It's so tough because the Texans have such a tough, uh, easy, uh, easy schedule. I don't know, man. The Colts are a great team, but oh, um, I'm sorry. I have to go with them going second division. Um, I have no choice. It's tough, and again, they're the future. It's it's so hard because look at the position. And if Philip Rivers doesn't exceed expectations, they're gonna have to start over with a young quarterback, and it's gonna take time for him to learn the offense. It's gonna take time. Because the quarterback again is the you know the operator, he's the orchestrator of every other offense. So that's it's not like he's a running back. This is like a player that you really need you know you rely on greatly to gain chemistry with the team and learn the offense and, and you know kind of get to understand the identity of the team. So if that takes long, they're kind of screwed. So look, the Colts are a great team. They have everything. It just the transition from Rivers to uh, small to a young quarterback that's going to take if that takes time, then they're screwed. But other than that, they have what it takes. And if they're able to make that shift, um, I, I believe they drafted Jacob Beeson. So if they're able to make that shift into a, a, a you know, into um, into into um, having you know, or um, you know, just how not to say this, just really, just if they're able to make that shift into um, into, I guess, 
you know, getting that new quarterback or whoever it is to um to to operate in um in accordance to the identity uh and the, of the team and what the organization expects you know, quickly, then I think they'll be they'll make it out just fine. Um, okay. That's the Colts. Jags, 1-15, baby. Yup. One game max. I don't even want to talk about the reason because it's horrendous. The question for me with this Jags team, just because I'm so certain they're going to suck so bad this year. Gardner Minshew, no, no, no. Their defense is terrible. CJ Anderson, great. But how much, you know, he's a great player. But how much can he do as a quarterback to kind of, um, you know, you know, produce well and, and, um, you know, I guess just produce well for this team. How, how much can he, you know, just being at the cornerback position and a rookie, can he really do that much? Can he really carry the defense on his shoulders to an extent that there'll be, a, you know, even a top 15 defense? No! All right? And defense is always been the name of the game for the Jacksonville team. So I don't know if maybe they're trying to switch the game. Doug Marone, what does he have in store? Maybe he's trying to get the offense to be the number one priority. Um, uh, whatever it is. God help them because ugh, it does not look good. Um, DJ Chark is great, yeah, um, but no, ugh, not a good team. One fifteen. So that's why when I talk about the Jags, I don't focus on the record because I already know it's gonna suck. I'm focusing on who they're gonna draft this next year. All right, and that gave a lot of thought, gave a lots of thought. And I think that you know the question is who will they draft, Lawrence or Fields? And look, this may be like a no brainer, but let's think about it here. All right. Let's think about this. Let's think about it. Let's think about it a lot. Okay? Trevor Lawrence is a Hall of Fame quarterback in the making. The guy's revolutionary quarterback. We've never seen anything like this. He's going to be generational. We've never seen anything like this before. And if we have, it's probably a mix of Brady and Manning. That's what people have been saying, and I agree with it. However... If you look at the fit, I think the Jags, this is the thing. I know the Patriots are eyeing Lawrence, and I think Lawrence is going to be better for the Patriots. And I think the Jags are going to have the first pick in the draft. So, I think the Jags are going to be the first team to be able to take a quarterback. And, and which everyone knows, I think they're going to, you know, take. So, so the question is, who are they going to take, Lawrence or Fields? And if they're the first ones, experts are probably going to, you know, if they're the first ones, you know, who are um, in position drop the quarterback. Experts are probably going to say Lawrence just because Lawrence is better than Fields and Lawrence deserves and is more worthy of being the first pick. However, mark my word right now. Experts are going to be saying that, but again, mark my word. Fields is the better pick. It may seem far-fetched. It may seem like it's a risk for the Jags. They have the best quarterback in Lawrence in their hands. Why don't they just take him? Why don't they just snag him right into their hands? They have the opportunity. They may not have this opportunity in another in a really long time. You have Trevor Lawrence in front of you, in front of your eyes. All it takes is one phone call. So why not just do that? Play it safe. Not even play it safe. Play he's insane. But again, if you look at the fit, this is gonna be a risk. But Justin Fields is going to be better on the it, it, I think can max out his full potential on the Jags. And that's scary, guys. I think Justin Fields has a better chance of being better on the Jags than Lawrence will. 
Just because I think and, and this only goes to the Jacksonville Jaguars when it comes to this debate. Alright? I'm a big believer in Justin Fields. I think he has what it takes. But, you know, there's no... This is the only team I think he would perform better than Lawrence would. Alright? So, when I'm the Jags, I'm carefully considering this. Because it's not a no-brainer with Trevor Lawrence. Next. The Tennessee Titans. Oh! They just made the conference finals last year, guys. Yup, 2-14. and 14. Don't at me. I don't care. The Tennessee Titans are going 2-14. and 14. And their schedule's tough. Ryan Tannehill, oh god, he's not going to do... Derrick Henry, still, I think, still going to be as a beast and as productive as he probably was last year. Maybe a little less. But their defense got a little worse. Um, and and barely. But point is, if they get Clowney, wow, that would be great. But maybe it'll, their record will go up a little bit. But they're not making playoffs. And I think they'll still be third in the division. There's no way they're beating out the Texans or the Colts. Sorry. Um... And yeah, I mean, again, as far as their offense goes, Ryan Tannehill, nah, not going to work this year. It was a one-time wonder. Seriously. All right. AFC West, one of the best divisions in the NFL. Let's start with the Broncos. 12-4, and baby. They're bouncing back. I believe in Drew Locke. I like what he has. And I think he can definitely capitalize and execute with this offense. You know, I'm not saying that he, you know, I'm not trying to shit on him right now, but... Um, at all, because I think he's great, but I'm just saying it doesn't take that much. It doesn't take an insanely star quarterback to perform well with this offense just because of how great this offense is and how loaded they are are already. So, with that being said, you know, I think he has great talent, but regardless, um, you know, you still have to have some great talent to, you know, orchestrate this uh, team. Again, the quarterback is so vital to the operation of the offense. So, with that being said, all in all, Drew Locke will lead this team far to 12-4 and four this year, right? Jerry Judy, Cortland Sutton, KJ Handler, Noah Fant. Oh my God, that makes me just want to... Oh! This Broncos team is for real. And their defense, Bradley Chubb, Von Miller. Oh my God. And they just signed AJ Bouye. Oh! This team is insane. I'm in love with it. I love the Broncos so much. Chiefs, 14-2. and two. They're going to be first in the division. I think they're going to go off. I think that they're only going to... I think there's a pause. I think the Chiefs are hands down going to have a better record than the Ravens. And please, Colin Howard, I don't want to talk about this with you. Because they will. The Chiefs are one of the best teams the NFL has seen in years and years. And maybe one of... Maybe a top three team uh, ever. So, this is an insane team. And I don't see what's stopping them from being the best team in the regular season. 14-2. Raiders 8-8, eight and eight, all right? This is good. This is good. I think they're going to be last in the division, but, I mean, they have... The, look, this division is so hard. If they were in any other division, I mean, I feel like they would do so much better, but point is, it's a tough division, and um, they, there's so much potential for this team. They're making the right moves. They're heading in the right direction, 8-8. Eight and eight. And yeah, they have a really tough schedule, too. But they're, the Raiders are definitely a team. Let me tell you something. And I know this, I can say this with confidence, the Raiders are a team that you can't count out against good teams. They always fight hard and, you know, you know they're really like the Boston Celtics of the NFL. They always, you know, they don't perform the best in the regular season, or the, at least the recent Boston Celtics. But they always just go off, and I mean off, against teams in, um, you know, against, against, uh, against high-ranked teams in the regular season. So don't count them out. The Chargers nine and seven. Um, again, it's a very tough division. They have one of the top defenses in the league. 
However, it's tough. It's again, it's so tough. I know to tell you, this is an insane division. It's an insane division. Nine and seven is good. And if the Chargers again, like just like the Raiders, were in any other division, they would flourish way more than they would in this division. However, nine and seven is the record for them. And with the new rules about the playoffs, I'm sure that they can make it, and there's a good chance that they will. All right, NFC North is one of my favorite divisions just because of my hot takes. The Bears five and eleven. I've seen predictions, and I I've seen at least twice already. And I don't care if there's a ten year old making it. Who in the right mind puts the Bears at second in this division? Five and eleven, dead last. I don't want to hear it. Division insane. I mean, sorry. Um, yeah, division's pretty good, but I'm saying their um their defense is insane. Khalil Mack is one of the hardest working players I've ever seen in my life, and one of the most influential. On you know on the field um players I've ever seen just the impact he has on the field is incredible, and uh, the the vibe energy he brings oh my god it's like having a oh my god it's like literally having a I don't know it's like having a secret gem he's insane but the offense is terrible Nick Foles Trubisky I don't care who you put on there it's garbage they don't have a good running back David Montgomery no he's not gonna be productive sorry Tariq Cohen no Allen Robinson pretty solid. But come on, this is not a good team. Matt Nagy, I'm sorry. Bye-bye. You had your chance against the Eagles, Cody Parkey. I know it sucks to hear again, but really blew it for you guys. That was a year you guys could have been a real threat. Um, <laughs> Next, the Lions. 12-4. and four. You heard it right. I'm a big believer in the Detroit Lions. I'm a huge believer in the Detroit Lions. I think that Matt Stafford is going off. I think he has the tools. I think they have one of the best backfields in the league in DeAndre Swift and Kenny Galladay. Not necessarily just be, uh, because of the skills um, that both players have. Just because of how much, you know, the offense and the receiving core open. The space, you know, the amount of space that the offense and, and Matt Stafford and Kenny Galladay and Marvin Jones um, open up for this running game. I think the offense is going to be so explosive, especially, you know, the air game, that the the running back game is going to, you know, it's going to open up the running back game to an ex, you know, just so much. And with that talent there, you know, existent in the um, in the backfield, DeAndre Swift and Kenny Galladay, it's going to be exciting to watch. They're going to be very productive. I think they're both going to be solid fantasy players. And I think that, you know, again, I'm a huge believer in Jeff Okuda. If you haven't heard in my pod, my one of my first podcasts, I literally mentioned I think Jeff Okuda is going to have a bigger impact on the Detroit Lions and Chase Young will five years from now. You can say whatever you want. That's my opinion. I love Jeff Okuda so much. They got Jamie Collins, Trey Flowers, Matt Patricia. You know, they have that chemistry from the Patriots. So, oh my goodness. This is a great team. It's juicy. They have talent. They have flavor. And my oh my. Yes, you heard it right. They are going to end up first. Now, we got the Packers. The Packers, everyone knows they're a great regular season team. They always have been, and they probably always will. Aaron Rodgers. However, eleven and six. I'm sorry, Packer fans. If you want to say something about that record, you can go to hell because this is the best you're gonna get. All right, this is a great regular season team. I think this is good. I think this is um, you know, for them, for this team, it's good. And yeah, I'm talking about the Green Bay Packers. I'm not. I am. If you heard it, you thought you heard me wrong. I am talking about the Green Bay Packers. Yeah, yeah. You're like who in the right mind? Who could say about the Green Bay Packers? No, I, I can't. I get it. Look, Aaron Rodgers is great. I think they're going to continue, you know, dominating the regular season. But come playoff time, oh my God, it is terrible. All right? Unless the organization does something, it's impossible for the Packers to make it out of the NFC. It is impossible. They cannot. You see how they got hammered by the Niners last year? Come on! 
Like, oh my God! Look, I had them beating the Seahawks. I knew that would happen. They they could they could do that, but it's impossible. And the NFC just got better. It's it, they can't beat they can't make it out of the NFC if if um, with this team. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. They can't. They have no. It's just Rodgers, Jones, and Adams, and that's not enough. That's not enough. Defenses in the NFC are insane. They can take that. I'm sorry. It's good for a regular season, but come playoff time, it's not. You need something extra. And their defense, you know, you got um, Jer Alexander, who's a beast. You got um, Smith, Zaire Smith. Um, you got the combo of the brothers. Um, it's a great defense, again, for the regular season. When it comes to playoffs, <laughs> they got to step it up. All right. The Vikings. Defense was a huge part of their identity. And they lost key players like Xavier Rhodes, Everson Griffin. Um, and it's tough. It's um, it's really tough, and I think that that was what they were. They relied. I think Mike Zimmer always relied on the defense more than did on offense, and um, the offense was always just a running game. It was always you know you know they always prioritized the running game. They always that was their like the number one option it was a running type offense, and um you know it was a running first offense. And now with the whole situation with Dalvin Cook, oh man, like if you don't have that, what do you have? And even with him. I have them going nine and seven, and I think that it goes even um with Dalvin Cook because, eh, come on, what 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 is Kirk Cousins gonna do? You have Dalvin Cook, fine, but like you have Adam Thielen, you come on, he I love Adam Thielen, but like you they they're not gonna be able to cause that much damage. I'm not saying it's entirely because of Diggs. I think it's because of their defense, and I think it's also because the Lions are just getting better. Uh, I have just gotten better. Um. And then you okay you signed uh you just drafted Justin Jefferson which was a sick sick signing, uh, I love the fit, um actually that was great I think they made the right move there and you also have Jeff Gladney who you drafted great draft by the way by the Vikings, kudos um that was great but um ah oh, man it's tough it's tough if you're the Vikings fan because look um they honestly this is the one team I'm not really confident about my prediction just because I think they may end up doing better. But um, nine and seven, I think is you know, uh, that's my guess for them. And um, look, they're a great team, again, but um, I don't know if they're gonna be able to do that much. Um, and if they make the playoffs, which I think it'll be barely. Maybe they'll win a wild card game, but that's it. That's I can't go higher than that. No way. Um, yeah, Justin Jefferson's great. Adam Thielen's great, and it, like Dalvin Cook doesn't look like he's coming back. Even if he does, I think nine and seven is really. Where, what they're gonna what's gonna happen for them maybe a little better but um let's talk about Dalvin Cook's situation if that doesn't happen oh my god oh my god they are screwed and they're gonna wow they are really screwed um like really screwed all right like oh my like oh they have to do something about that fast just because they've already you know kind of created such a run type um offense run uh, first off offense and if kind it's kind of been ingrained in the players, especially um you know that type of offense, it's kind of been ingrained in the players already, especially Kirk Cousins, Adam Thielen. I don't know, it's gonna to be tough to shift so quickly. Um, so you gotta do something about that. Not necessarily, even though Dalvin Cook does have such great talent, but it's not necessarily only because of his talents, also just because of the way the offense has been operating for the past couple of years. Um, NFC East, <laughs> Dalvin Cook, baby. Whoa, what am I saying? I'm talking. Whoa, that was a that was a hiccup. That was a uh, that was weird. Okay, Dallas Cowboys, we them boys. I was in Dallas last week too. I had a te- I did a Texas road trip. Twelfth and four is the name of the game for the Dallas 
Cowboys. Prescott's gonna go off. Um, this whole situation with the money, I don't hear anymore about it. I don't even care. Regardless of what happens, I think he's going off. And he's not going anywhere either. Zeke, oh my mama, he's going off. Um, um, CeeDee Lamb, Amari Cooper, Mike Gallup. Oh, wow. Doesn't that just make you just want to, like, just, wow. That is a great team. This offense is loaded. Prescott, you know, look, think about Amari Cooper. He's been a silent assassin, all right? Think about how much he's going to be able to do now that he's, you know, he's not going to be, you know, f just looked at as much on defense and prioritized as much on defense. Defenses now have to face CeeDee Lamb as well, who's just a speedy monster and has so much talent. He was projected to go to a team and be a star on that team. The team he was projected to go on, I don't know, you know, whichever one it was, whether it was the Raiders, the Jets, he was expected to be the number one option. So the fact that he's going to be a number two option on this Dallas Cowboys offense speaks so much to, the, to you know, how much Amari Cooper is going to be able to produce this year. Um, it's just crazy. Um, I think they're going to go 12 and 4. The defense is good. Trevon Diggs, I love that. I knew that was going to happen. I predicted that. Um, and what else? Um, Jamal Adams is not going to happen. No. No. I know everyone's wondering. Um, it's not going to happen. It is not happening, guys. I'm sorry. How can you... Look, what's more important? Look, how can you afford to pay Dak Cooper... Um, and Zeke, it makes sense. It's a big three, guys. It's like, it's like, it's legit. Like when Miami had bought, obviously the money in the NBA, well, you know, they paid players way less back then. But when Miami had LeBron, Wade, and Bosh, right? How in the world can a player like Paul George just come and you know, um, you know, say he wants to come and then they just give him that contract? It's unheard of. And it's not just a contract. It's a large contract, guys. It's a lot of money. It's not going to happen in Dallas. I like the fit, honestly, but it's not going to happen. I'm sorry. Eagles, 10-6. and six. All right, the, Oh, my God. This is like the debate I've had been having. Who's going to do better this year? And it's probably everyone's going to have because these two teams aren't going anywhere. Um, you know, last year was a horrendous season for both of them, but their division's garbage. So one of them had to prevail. And it ended up being the Eagles. Um, I know that serves as a good argument as to why the Eagles may do better than Dallas this year. However... Look, I think Dallas, um, I, don't, I don't know. I'm sorry. Like, Carson Wentz is great. He really is. And Miles Sanders is great. Um, but I don't know. I don't believe in the offense as much as I believe in the Cowboys' offense. I'm sorry. Their defense is probably going to end up being better than the Cowboys, slightly better. But, I mean, you know, actually, no, a little bit better, yeah. Darius Slay. Um, oh, wow. Uh, Brandon Grant. Wow, that's a – and you got Mills there, too. That's a good defense. But I still think they're going to – Cowboys are going to end up doing better. I'm sorry. Um, the offense is going to do better. Um, and I think that's just going to, you know, I think that just, um, um, speaks more as to, um, I think that really is the, you know, what it comes down to with these two teams. Um, I think the Cowboys offense is better than the, you know, when you look at it, I think the Cowboys offense is better than the Eagles defense, right? So I think that it's 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 better it's um it's uh it's still better than how much better the Eagles defense is from the Cowboys defense. Does that make any sense? Point is the Cowboys offense is better. You know, when you look okay, this is so annoying. When you're comparing both, you know, sides, 
You have the Cowboys have a better offense, and you have the defense have a better. The Eagles have a better um defense. Cowboys better offense, Eagles better defense, and when you kind of balance everything out, I think the Cowboys end up having you know their offense is better or is going to impact them more than the Eagles defense will, uh, or I guess produce more right, uh, help them more whatever whatever you want. Um, so that's my take on the Eagles. Things can go Cowboys first, Eagles second, Redskins three and thirteen. Um, I think the Redskins are going to be last in the division. Um, wow. And for some people, it may be like a no-brainer. But when you know when I did it, I'm like, yeah, okay, I'm not even looking back on this. I'm not hesitating. Let me continue. Because I, I told you guys, I gave so much thought into this. I didn't want to, you know, I didn't want to just like rush through this. I gave it a lot of thought. So with the Redskins, I thought it was going to be one of the few teams that um, it's like, okay, this is a no-brainer. I don't have to give that much thought. But no, I thought about it. And it's a little surprising I'm getting a 3-13. Look at their team. They have... Dwayne Haskins, who I think is going to be an insane, insane quarterback this year. And not a top five, not a top ten. But I think he's going to, maybe borderline top ten. I think he's going to have a stellar season. I think he's having a crazy back, bounce back year. Um, he lost a lot of weight. I think he's great. Um, well, that's obviously not the only reason I've just been seeing. I've always loved him at Ohio State. So, I think that he's going to be able to pour a lot of the talent that, you know, has kind of been hidden. That last uh, last year, um, so you have Dwayne Haskins and you have, um, you know AP at the running back. You have um, um, Darius guys, and you have Terry McLaurin. This is a he's gonna be an insane. Re- look look at this guy, with the d- terrible Dwayne Haskins and uh, I think it was Colt McCoy last year. Oh my God, the guy was producing insane numbers. God. Imagine what he could do with the health, great Dwayne Haskins, and if not, you just—I'm just talking about you know, like the level of um, of talent he's already at right now, regardless of the quarterback he has, he's incredible, guys. He is incredible, and um, he's a he's a bright, he's a huge part of this future for the Redskins' future. I need to understand that, and I hope that they value him as much as he should be valued. Um, so again, this Redskins team has such a bright future with Haskins. Um, McLaurin, maybe Geis, I guess, and and Chase Young. So it's scary for NFL teams in the future, but this year there is no way that they're in the conversation to beat out the Cowboys or Eagles. But don't forget about them in the long run because they're hungry and they'll make their presence felt soon. And I can assure all of you guys of that. NFC South. Oh, I'm sorry, the Giants. Six and ten. I love the Giants. I love them. And let me tell you something. I think they're going to be a Super Bowl contender. Not now. But I think in the next three, four, five years, I lo- listen to me. They are creating the same Giants team that won the Super Bowl against the Patriots twice. They are going that the right direction. It's been tough for um, Dave Gettleman, but listen to me, listen to me, please listen to me, Giants fans. I'm a Jets fan. And I can tell you this: Daniel Jones is the answer. Daniel Jones reminds me so much of Eli Manning, and 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 he's creating the same system. Has been long lost, and you guys have been trying, or else your organization has been trying to recreate for such a long time. So, look, maybe not Super Bowl in the next three, four, five years, but he is what the organization is looking for, and he is he is the key, he's the answer. And I think that he's gonna, you know, just because the Giants have shown that their type of system, you know, when it's in play, really works with the um, the, the type of quarterback, the type of offense. Um, looking back to the two times they beat the Patriots. They've proved that, right? They've been an undefeated Patriots team. That is, that let alone, you know, that, that itself just 
you know, speaks so much volume. But the fact that um, they won, you know, two Super Bowls under that type of offense, under that type of system, you know, proves that, you know, when it's, you know, it, it, it can cause lots of damage. So I think that, you know, the Giants, they have so much belief in, and, you know, they're so stuck in that, you know, in the past, and they want that same type of offense so badly just because they know how much damage it can cause that they are trying to get a quarterback in, you know, in Daniel Jones that will kind of restart um, that, you know, that whole type of legacy and, uh, you know, recreate that whole identity, that, that long-lost identity. So as far as this Giants team goes this year, I just spoke about their future which I strongly believe in. But for this year, I have them going 6-10, and 10, just like my New York Jets. All right, let's talk about the NFC South. This is a division with insane superstars, all right? It's jam-packed with stars, insane talent. Matt Ryan, Julio Jones, Todd Gurley, the big three. Then you got Christian McCaffrey, one of the best running backs in the NFL. Then you got Drew Brees, a Hall of Famer, and Michael Thomas, baby. That duo has proven to be unstoppable for a very long time. My goodness, are they insane. Then you got Tom Brady. Yup, there's a new man in Tampa Bay. And it's TB, baby. TB12. He's teaming up with one of the best receiving cores in the NFL in Chris Godwin and Mike Evans. And guess who he brought back out of retirement? His boy Gronk. So, this is an insane division. Atlanta Falcons, 7-9. This is a good record for them. And I th- I'm very confident about this. They have a great team. They got Dante Fowler, which I also predicted um, was going to happen in free agency. Um... You got Todd Gurley, which I also predicted. I don't mean to seem cocky, just spin out facts here. Um, Todd Gurley helps really just create this insane big three that the Falcons have not had in years. So, listen, this is a good record for them. All right, it is. And you need at least someone in the running game um, to open up, you know, the receiving game. Which, you know, obviously uh, headlined by Julio Jones. We got Calvin Ridley there as well. Look, this is a great team. It's a great team, an insane team, and and um, um, they they can go far. They can really go far, but they need to stay committed to their game and and um, stay consistent. I think that's really the name of the game for the Falcons. If they can stay consistent. They will do better than seven and nine, and that's my concern. That's why I think I kind of balanced it out. So I think seven and nine is you know what's gonna happen, but. They can stay consistent. The NFC South should be scared. Not of Brady, not of Breeze, but of the Atlanta Falcons. Now listen. We got the Carolina Panthers. 2-14. and 14. Oh, they're probably the best team that I have at 2-14. and 14, Just because I... 2-14. and 14, Just because I put a lot of... Te- I have a lot of teams going 2-14. and 14, And I think that of all of them, I think the Panthers are the best. Um, why? I don't... That doesn't matter. <laughs> Just they are. I think well, they're better than I think that the Titans are going two and fourteen. They're better than the Titans, and I think I had. Oh shoot, I forgot. But I had another team going two fourteen, and they're for sure better than that team as well. So 
look, they have potential. They signed great players, but you know, it's like it's like a five-year-old trying to, you know, trying to fight a a a twenty-year-old. You know, it's like he can go all out. He can go to the store, or he can go to whatever and buy, you know, a toy sword. He can go buy a a shield or whatever. You can go out, you know, like in free agency, like the Panthers did, and get weapons. And Teddy Bridgewater, Robbie Anderson, they upgraded their defense. Um, they who else did they uh, sign? They signed a couple other players. Point is, they did their job. They did. They went out there and did one free agency, and you got Christian McCaffrey too. But just like a five-year-old, you can go out and get all these things. But when it comes down to the actual fight, not going to work. Nothing's going to happen. Like, at all. All right? Like, they got to understand that. And everyone else got to understand that. Because they can't they can't compete with the Falcons. Maybe they'll, maybe they'll split one game with the Falcons. And they can definitely can't compete with the Saints. And they can't compete with the Bucks. So that's my take on the Panthers. Um... You know, Christian McCaffrey's stuck in a tough division. Why I feel bad for him. Is there is there hope for the Panthers anytime soon? I don't know. I think it's going to be tough for him. I think he's going to, you know, he's a revolutionary player and he's changing the game. But I don't know. They have to do something for him before he wants out. Um, the Saints at 14-2. I also had the Chiefs going 14-2. I, I love both of them. Um, and I, I just think the Saints are going off this year. I think they're going to be unstoppable like they always are in the regular season. But this year, it's most likely Breeze's last year. Probably is, like a 90% chance. And he's going off, baby. He's going off. Michael Thomas and he are just going to have a blast. Michael Thomas is going to make the most, you know, this year. Especially knowing, the, you know, his all-time favorite quarterback. The guy that, you know, unarguably made him the man, who, the receiver who he is, is leaving. That's going to give him some motivation to win a ring for his guy, Drew. They're going to go off this year. They have a great defense. You know, um, you just signed uh, Malcolm Jenkins and Emmanuel Sanders. So, look at that offense. That is a sexy-looking offense. Who that nation? I know you've had troubles in the playoffs. But just know that if the Jets don't make the playoffs, I'm rooting for you guys. And if not you guys, then the Broncos. Those are, like, my, you know, teams I always root for. Not not necessarily because I, you know, love them. I have passion for them just because I love their team. And I love their organization. And I love the players. I want the players on their teams to win rings too. Um, but that's, you know, my just with uh, Houdat Nation. Not so lengthy. I just, you know, I'm going to keep it short and simple just because there's not really that much to talk about other than the fact that they're amazing. And I think 14-2, and two, that speaks for itself, you know. I think they're going off. Bucks, 12-4. and four. All right, Brady is back. He has, you know, a decent, a good team. He brought his guy Gronk with him, as I mentioned. And look, I mean, what can he do? He he's playing some tough teams in the regular season. He is. They they scheduled. They, you know, they put the Bucks for for some trouble. And um, I do. I think he's gonna still go off. I think that not necessarily him, but I think the team's gonna go off again. The defense is so underrated. Shaquille Barrett, leading sack leader last year, um, he was incredible. So and and you still have you um um uh, uh Levante David there, and you have just just great great and you still have Devin White there. This is a great defense and it's really underrated and and it, it needs to be highlighted, um when it, when talking about you know the Bucks success next year because that is going to be and serve um you know just such a great amount to to their identity. So with all that being said, the Bucks 12 and 4 
Um, again, Brady has proven, you know, he's like LeBron. He's a different self in the, uh, you know, he's completely different in the playoffs. Um, his playing style, every, everything is just, you know, he's a different man in the playoffs. And I'm sure that with this team, he's going to go really far. Um, even if they end up being second in the division. And I, I think that's what's going to happen. I still think the Saints are going to, you know, end up performing better than them this year, considering it's also just a breeze's last year, I think. The Saints are going to be a different animal, different breed this year. Um, nothing like anyone's ever seen in a really long time. So I think that that's going to get in the way of Brady's run with the Bucks this year. But next year, who knows? This is going to be this is going to be an insane division. You know, Breeze Brady, guys. Oh my God, I've been waiting for this forever, forever. Um, when it was the Rams, Pat's Super Bowl. If you recall, before that it was the Saints Rams game. I was rooting for the Saints so much. And that stupid P.I., that no-call, um, it ruined everything. But <laughs> point is, I, I was really rooting for Breeze Brady. And now I get to see it two times a year and maybe three in the playoffs. Who knows? Um, but this is going to be something, you know, great. This is going to be something legendary. And I'm so excited for it. Um, and yeah, I mean, Tom Brady, you, my friend, have got what you want. You are in an insane division. But you're also loaded with a really, really great team. You're equipped with so many weapons. It's going to be great. All right. So I have Saints first, Bucks second, Falcons third, Panthers fourth. NFC West time. The Arizona Cardinals. You do sign DeAndre Hopkins. Huge. Huge. All right. Kyler Murray, you got what you wanted. You're, it's only your second year, and you have an insane core, uh, uh, receiver. That puts lots of pressure on him. But I think Kyler Murray's capable of it. I love, he's cold-blooded. He's an assassin. And, uh, I love what he did last year for the Cardinals. Especially with Cliff, uh, teams up with Cliff Clingsbury. Uh, I think that this offense is um, ready to roll. Um, you, you have veteran experience in Larry Fitzgerald, too. This is this is something you know you don't get often. You have Christian Kirk, Fitzgerald, and DeAndre Hopkins, and then Kenyon Drake, who just broke out, had a breakout season at the end of last year. This offense is incredible. This um and and they're they're ready to roll. The defense, however, you do have Chandler Jones, Patrick Peterson. I'm not that confident that both are you know the offensive defense is gonna be able to balance out. I don't think they're they're both gonna produce as much as you need in this uh, division. All right, it's crazy to hear. But it's true, and I, I, I thought, I'll be honest, before I made this, you know, I, um, you know, if I didn't give this so much thought, I would have probably put the Cardinals first in the division. But I thought about it a lot, and and um, and I think the Cardinals are going 9-7. and seven. Um, And again, if you told David, uh, Dave, la, la, this two weeks ago, it would have been tough for me to hear, right? But this Dave thought about everything very closely, very precisely. Looked at every, the team's schedule. It's only right to say that the Cardinals are going 9-7. And I don't think they're going to be first in division. With that being said, the LA Rams. Yup. I thought they would go last in division. And there was no question. But guess what? I have them going first. Yup. I do. I do, I do, I do. I do. Alright. If you take a look at their schedule, it's one of the easiest schedules in the NFL. The Rams' schedule is one of the easiest schedules in the NFL. Okay, this is it's it's crazy, and and it's not only the fact that they have an easy schedule. People forget the fact that they have an incredible team skill. They still have 
one of the best defensive players, if not the best defensive player in the NFL, in Aaron Donald. All right, this guy's a top three overall NFL player, and his presence is so, you know, is so felt every time he hits the field, every time there's a snap. So, you know, what he can do, um. Is is crazy, and then you have Jalen Ramsey too, like Taylor Rapp, um, and Jalen Ramsey just going back then. Like the guy is incredible, guys. We only seen him seen for half a season. The guy's incredible. All right, this is a good team. This is a good team. They're packed with. There, there's a good team, guys. And I just keep saying it more, more and more, you know, over and over again. Why? Because. It's like it's so counted out, but with an easy schedule. Look, their jerseys don't get me started are awful, but this team with an easy schedule and if their defense really shows up, which I think they will this year, it's. I think they could be first in division. Now let's talk about their offense, right? Yeah, you could say, but what about their offense? I think Goff is gonna step up this year. All right, you did lose Brandon Cooks, you lost Todd Gurley. They did sign, they did draft this guy out of Florida State, Cam Akers. I think he's gonna be a beast. But even if he doesn't, you know, kind of. Um, fulfill like um, um, like fulfill his potential or uh, um, uh, as much as I expect him to. I still think just his presence there and his bulldozing ability to get through defenders, as I've seen in college, um, is gonna help the Rams so much. It's gonna definitely help the, and open up the passing game, no question about it. So you gotta understand here with the Rams that this is this is, you know. It's it's likely and it's 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 very likely. This isn't like oh a hot take. It's likely, guys. It's likely that they go ten and six. It does make sense. All right, Jared Goff. Like I said, the running game. I think that they have Daryl Henderson, Cam Akers. I think they're gonna they're gonna be solid. All right. I think they're destined to be solid. Solid. And now you have Jared Goff, who's. I think he's going to have a bounce back here. I really believe in him. He didn't have an awful year last year. He didn't have a great year last year. I think he's going to have a pretty solid year. Cooper Cup, a healthy Cooper Cup, is an easy wide receiver one. No question. You got Robert Woods there too. You lost Brandon Cook, like I mentioned. But just those two receivers alone are a great combo. They are huge and paired up with Jared Goff. They have great chemistry with him already. Oh, my God. I think the LA Rams are capable of going number one. And I really think that. It, it, it's crazy, and I'm going to keep saying it, how crazy it is, but look, I'm, the more I think about it, the more I like this prediction, just because, oh, Jared Goff is like, like, and I know the things that Rams fans are in, like, total, like, like they're, they, they know that they're doomed, and that's what I thought too, but the more you think about it, the more you see, the more hope you find in this team, alright, and coached by Sean McVay, alright? This is this isn't a joke. They're just at the Super Bowl, so they are capable of making a bounce back here. They have it in them now. Jalen Ramsey, they lost Brandon Cooks, but you still have great receivers. And if, and Jared Goff already has such a chemistry with them. All it takes is Jared Goff, and I believe in him. I do, I do, I do. All right. Next, we have the San Francisco 49ers just made a Super Bowl appearance last year and lost. All right. I'm of the belief that it's not going to hold up. I'm of the belief that the Niners are not going to achieve what they achieved last year. I don't think they're going to make it as far in the playoffs. I think they still make the playoffs. I don't think they're going to make it as far. All right? It's really tough. It's really tough. But I definitely think that um, the Niners are going to go 9-7. and seven. 
and they're going to tie out the Cardinals. Why? This division is really, it's just, it's a really tough, I think it's the toughest division in the league, just because of how competitive it is. Um, I think it's going to be the closest one in terms of records. I think everyone here is going to have probably like either the same record or very, very close. Um, I, I'm telling you, this division is going to be close. It's, it's going to be really, it's going to be so close. Um, um, and it's tough. But this division in the um, Raiders, Broncos, um, Chiefs, Chargers division is are unarguably, are unarguably the hardest division in the NFL. Um, and with that being said, the Niners, I just said, Debo Samuel is out for a little bit, but that doesn't even matter. Listen, you have to understand that you got to understand that um, I I love Kyle Shanahan, but I don't I don't I'm not a big believer in Jimmy Garoppolo. Like he's solid, he's a great regular season quarterback, but I don't think that it's gonna keep up. I don't think the system's gonna you know I don't think they could do what they did last year again. I'm not. There are some teams that are like that, and they're proven to be like that. And I'm the belief that the San Francisco 49ers are that type of team. All right. 9-7. They have a great defense, alright? But their offense, I'm a little worried about it. I'm sorry. I don't think it's gonna be as 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 um you know as just showtime as it was last year, as electric as it was last year. Um they're still gonna be productive, but I don't see the you know electricity and the pizzazz kind of showing up this year for the Niners. The Seahawks, great team again. Russell Wilson, top three quarterback, maybe top two. Hey, eh, top three. Okay. He's incredible. Um, he's, he's great, and the problem is that, look, the offense is there, the offense is there, you have Chris Carson, Metcalf, and Lockett, I think that's all Russell Wilson needs, but it's, they have a tough schedule too, and that's not the only reason I have them going 9-7, and seven. another team I have going 9-7, and seven, yes, in this division, I'll tell you why, it's, it's really a matter of their defense, it don't, I'm not, when people, when I say the Seahawks are not gonna exceed expectations, they're not gonna do that well this year, Everyone automatically assumes that I'm questioning Russell Wilson's ability and the offense's ability to produce. I'm not. It's really what the defense. The defense is not good. The defense is not, you know, they can't contain. Um, I don't think they're going to be able to stop a lot of offenses. That's why I think it's going to be a shootout most games with Seattle. All right, the offense is there. The defense is not. And and don't get, you know, the offense is there, but it's not like the one of the best offenses in the league. It's just not at all. So, look, the Seahawks are, are something, but they're not something, something. You know, they're not like, Wow level as they used to be so they're still gonna they're, they're always gonna be a regular season team all right that's just the seattle identity and maybe and and that's the thing that and and maybe once they get more assets especially on defense i think they'll be able to be a huge contender for the super bowl but sorry not this year um and that pretty much wraps it up guys um i have oh actually let me just review the nfc west one last time yes that's right i have the rams going first 10 and 6 and i have everyone else pretty much tying at 9 and 7 it's gonna be a very very close division very close it's gonna be very the records are gonna be like this guys very very close um i'm telling you guys right now but that it that's it that wraps up season first episode of season two of get real with dave second episode air soon i got with me ou's finest mikey henderson guys stay tuned love y'all